1: Hey, what's up, everyone? I'm Matt McGackie, the vocalist of Cryptopsy and the host of the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast, where I sit down with fellow metal musicians, talk all about their lives and music while sharing killer craft beers. If you've ever wanted to sneak backstage and share a beer with one of your favorite musicians, well, Vox and Hops is the podcast for you. This week on the podcast, I dropped an amazing episode with Sarp Kesky of Bipolar Architecture. There's this episode and over 450 other ones to help you enjoy life, metal and craft beer. So what are you waiting for? It's time to become a Vox and Hops head. Cheers.
0: Welcome to the Punk Rock and Beer Podcast.
1: Rap bad, rock good. New metal used to be bad, but now is good. Hmm. what's up everybody i am finn mckenty this is the punk rock nba and welcome back to another edition of viewer comments this as you would guess from the name is where i address your questions comments concerns thoughts and ideas to blatantly steal a phrase from colin's last stand for any of you who are also fans of colin I really enjoy doing these and since it is Thanksgiving kind of season I wanted to thank everybody who participates. I still read all my comments even though everyone tells me I'm crazy and stupid for doing it and they might be right. Probably not good for my mental health but I do it anyway. Whatever. I appreciate everybody who participates. That's honestly my favorite part of this. I think that it's crazy that there's so many people who don't read their comments or DMs like why are you doing this if you don't want to talk to people? I don't get it. So that is what I am thankful for. This year is for all of you. I know that sounds corny, but I really do mean it. First one from Cruise Control. If there's one band you could Thanos snap out of existence, which one did you pick and why? Well, that's an easy one. It would be Trapped, because everybody needs to shut up about this band. Are we going to talk about this stupid washed up band and they're obviously unwell singers saying dumb shit on social media all year. It's really not that interesting of a story. So if I could just <laughs> trapped out of existence, I would love to. Next one from Liz Fabich. What is the point for artists like Billie Eilish and many other artists who already make so much money and success to put out a virtual concert and charge so much? Putting out a virtual show that expensive in a pandemic where many fans might not be able to afford it seems like bad marketing to me. Yeah, I don't really get that either. I mean, obviously, like if you've watched my channel, you know that I'm not opposed to making money, but I really can't think of a good reason why Billie Eilish would charge for a stream other than the fact that her manager and booking agent get paid a percentage of that stream and they would probably like to make even more money this year would be my guess like she said i think it's really bad marketing and next one from faux bravo do you often shoot your second channel videos with your wife gaming in the background on purpose or is that a coincidence it is not on purpose she just plays a lot of fucking video games and so i kind of can't help it usually she's playing either animal crossing or stardew valley or right now she's playing genshin impact i am the least adept with the bow And that is precisely why I must master it. She was also pretty into Breath of the Wild for a while. So if you're wondering, now you know from bb how many times have you been sucker punched for the most part i enjoy your videos and i respect your work ethic and sometimes you come off as a pompous douchebag there's probably more that i'm not remembering once when i was 14 at an arcade at the everett mall second one was when i was waiting to cross the street in cincinnati this was on like kind of on the edge of over the Rhine. and the third time was at a newfound glory show in 2009 i think i don't actually know why this person punched me in the back of the head but i wasn't really that worried about it because at that time i was training mma like five or six days a week so i was getting punched in the head a lot and that didn't really bother me and i definitely could have given the kid a beating but i just kind of turned around and i was like let's not do this let's not get in a fight at a newfound glory show this is stupid so we just kind of like fist bumped and that was the end of it next one from derek pennington how can metal ever get heavier seems like things can't shred any harder break down any slower blast beat any faster tune instruments any lower or be any more prog if everything is heavy nothing is heavy if everything is brutal then nothing is brutal And the answer to that, to me, is dynamics. For example, like if you think about something like the breakdown in Raining Blood or in Domination. You know, those songs are not heavy by contemporary standards, but I would argue that those parts hit harder than a lot of this newer stuff that is on paper heavier because of dynamics. If you want to get heavier, you got to be more creative. Next one from Bouchard Cannon. What's the story behind Vic Rattlehead? I'm glad you asked because I've been wanting to tell this story for a long time. For those who don't know, Vic Rattlehead is Megadeth's like skull mascot with the hooks in the mouth and all that stuff. Turns out it was actually designed in 2011 by Jeremy McKinnon, the singer of A Day to Remember, when they were on tour for their seventh album, Three Cheers for Sweet Revenge. He designed it on the tour bus with the drummer of A Day to Remember, who Named Burt McCracken. Then they met up with the guys in Megadeth when they were headlining Warp Tour that year, sold it to them for $7 million, and that is the story of how Vic Rattlehead was created. Super interesting, isn't it? From Nightmare Demon. Do you really think metalheads don't like black people? If you look at the comments and just the like to dislike ratio on my racism in metal video, I think you are out of your mind if you still think that racism is not a problem in metal. And it is specifically in metal. It's not pop punk. It's not emo. It's not even metalcore. It's specifically in metal obviously i don't think that it's like the majority of the fans or anything like that and i probably should have been a little bit more clear about that but i do think it's a significant enough number of people that it's something that needs to be addressed next from miles million when was the moment you realized you could do youtube for a living i got my channel monetized i think in late 2018, but I wasn't making enough money to like live off of it by any means. I had a couple good months, it's grown steadily since then, but March or April or something of this year is the first time that it actually hit that point. And to be clear, that's only because of the YouTube ads themselves, but also Patreon and merch which have grown quite a bit since the beginning. So the point to take away from all that, A, it takes time. And B, you really do want to have multiple revenue streams as you've heard other people like Franz talk about. It's super real. Not everyone is fortunate enough to know my techniques of how to make a lot of money. And next one from Mr. I. What has been the role of Joe in your life and how has it influenced you in your work? Man, I don't even know where I'd be without Joe. I mean, haven't we all been influenced by Joe in some way or another? From Extremo. What do you think about the current trend of virtual concerts and live streams? Do you think they will exist past the pandemic? I personally am not into them, like just not the same experience. I know that like Code Orange did really well with theirs. I think Under Oaths are doing pretty well. I know Clutch like had a super successful one. So there are people who are doing well with it but i really do wonder like how long is this gonna go once the novelty wears off if it hasn't already i don't think that these are a replacement for a show but we'll see maybe i'm wrong from big p kex do you consider yourself a young gen x or an older millennial i don't know what you're talking about clearly as you can tell from my lifestyle and values i am a member of gen z just like every other zoomer i spend my time asking my mom to buy me new supreme gear getting her to drive me to McDonald's to get the Travis Scott burger while I browse the latest TikToks and listen to Jack Harlow on the AirPod Pros that she bought me and asking my friends if I can hit their jewel. You must have me confused with somebody who is much older than I am. Where's my jewel? <laughs> so not cool. Where's my jewel? Oh my- From FlickaHoo, does it bum you out when you watch fictional films or TV shows involving music and bands and the actors obviously can't play instruments? Does it bum me out? It makes me fucking furious. Who do they think I am? No, actually, I don't care at all. I mean, these are not meant to be accurate portrayals of the thing, they're just meant to be entertaining. Although I do love those videos that's like, Driving Expert breaks down 18 driving scenes from popular movies. Let me pause it right here. It's just kind of not realistic at all. From Danny Say, I think. Yesterday, 89X in Windsor changed from active rock to country and it's not the only active rock station to get flipped in the past few years. Do you think this trend is going to hurt rock, punk, metal? Do you think the focus on digital is strong enough? I don't really think terrestrial radio matters at all. I don't think satellite radio matters very much either. I think the internet is pretty much all that matters, like terrestrial radio could go away tomorrow. I don't think they really play any role in breaking new artists or driving culture or anything, and I don't even understand why anybody would listen to the radio if they have a smartphone. Like, why do you need to listen to the radio? Why don't you just listen to whatever you want? From Nicholas A: I recently watched your video on new metalcore and was wondering if you've actually listened to bands like Polaris and Crystal Lake. Not trying to be that asshole who's always in the comments, but I think everyone sort of unanimously agreed that there are a long- ass way from anything rapcore related. Well, I always take these kind of comments seriously because sometimes I do fuck up and call a band the wrong thing or, you know, otherwise get something wrong. So I thought, hmm, a lot of people did say that I got Crystal Lake wrong. Maybe I fucked that one up. And then I listened to this. And this. And I did the same thing for Polaris and they sound like this. And I was like, nope, I was right. It's Architects with Linkin Park choruses. My point here is just about how stale Metalcore has gotten that it's all like Architects plus Linkin Park. And I would say that those two bands very squarely fit under that umbrella. And if you like it, that's totally cool. But I don't think I was wrong to put them in that category. But first, a quick word from our sponsors.
0: Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club computer solitaire huh ah oh, sorry we were looking for chumba casino that's right chumbacasino.com has over a hundred casino style games join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes chumbacasino.com greetings from evergreen podcasts
1: we're rolling out a listener survey and we want to hear from you Go to distrokid.com slash VIP slash ThePunkRockMBA. And thanks again to DistroKid for sponsoring this episode. And let's get back into it. From Napoleon Blown Apart, gi or no gi, what belt are you and what's your go-to sub? For anybody who doesn't understand, he's asking about jujitsu, which is pretty much the only thing I do other than work and hang out with my wife. I do gi and no gi. The gi is this thing, the jacket kind of thing that you wear. I prefer doing no gi because the gi fucks up my knuckles. I broke this finger too. I've been a blue belt for about three years or something now, so hopefully I'm getting close to purple. But that is up to Clutch to decide if he happens to be watching. As far as my go to sub, I just don't really think that way. I'm more about like position. I want to be able to get to whatever position I want at whatever time I want, and then I'll take whatever sub happens to present itself. From Justin Wern, What is a band that the fans want you to do a video on but you won't do? I mean, pretty much any of those kind of cult bands with a super intense, like, Punisher fan base, Thrice, Deftones, Glassjaw, He is Legend, Alexis on Fire, anything related to Mike Patton, anything related to Tool, Stoner or Doom Metal, anything like Sludge, Ska, Scrams, any of those kind of, like, nerdy cult genres. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want this to be the equivalent of one of those, like, subreddits with a bunch of dudes with beards jerking each other off about how much they love whatever, like, critically approved... Band we're talking about. I'm not putting any of that stuff or those people down. It's just kind of the opposite of where I want to go. If anything, what I would like to do is go more in the direction of somebody like Jarvis or Drew Gooden or Curtis Connor, where I can talk about just kind of any internet culture, pop culture kind of topic from sam greer black metal good hat bad rap bad rock good new metal used to be bad but now is good emo rap bad Eminem m good generic country song bad generic metalcore song good mm from Ryan Laugh, Is there any unpopular opinion that you have? All I do is say unpopular things, and it's not because I'm a contrarian or that I want to like stir the pot or anything. It's actually the opposite of that. Like, I wish that I could just share all the popular opinions like Faith No More is great and Deftones are great and I love Fall of Troy so much. I wish that I had popular opinions because it would make life so much easier and I would probably be way more popular if I did, but that's just not who I am. And even though sometimes I'm like, man, why How do i make this so hard for myself i don't know from zach redrup what's the most challenging part of maintaining and growing the punk rock nba and at what stage in its growth did you find it the most difficult a lot of my audience really likes 2000s butt rock new metal kind of stuff every time i talk about that it does well which is fine i'm happy to talk about that stuff but i don't want to be a nostalgia channel And so where that becomes challenging is, like last week, I did a video about Corpse, who's a massive, huge internet phenomenon. But that video ate shit for me because I don't think my audience knows who he is. So I think that was a little bit too new for them. But I also don't want to paint myself into the corner of being a nostalgia channel by just doing another video about Slipknot or whatever. So that's kind of the challenge for me. Keeping it fresh without losing people. From S Jones forty eight. If someone asked you for your recommendations for metalcore of twenty twenty, what artist would you give them? I'll tell you what I would do is I would create a Chrome browser extension that used an algorithm to detect anything that's more than like thirty percent similar to the riff from Doomsday by Architects. And if it is, it would just delete that from your Spotify. Guys, in 2021, our mission has gotta be to move past Architect's Core. Enough already. From John C. Do you pee on the side of the toilet so it makes less noise? Yes, of course I do. What kind of a fucking sicko pees directly in the water? And speaking of which, when I hear other people pee in the water, it makes me feel a little bit insecure because their stream is always so much louder and thicker and more aggressive than mine. And I think like, what's wrong with me? Why is my stream so weak and quiet? Am I inadequate somehow? And so I lie to myself, John. That's what I do. I pee on the side of the toilet, not because it makes less noise, but because I'm afraid to hear the sound of my own stream. I've never said this publicly before, but today I'm gonna to be honest with you and myself. From Photos Empire End. You often talk about how driven you are and that you struggle to just chill out for an hour, which is admirable, but does that often lead to burnout for you? Yes, that is totally how I am. Like by nature, I will work all day, every day. Like some people's natural inclination will just be to lay on the couch and do nothing my natural inclination will be to work on something and second as you talked about it's not always healthy it definitely leads to burnout if you're not careful it can really harm your relationships and your physical and mental health the point is that you don't want to be too far in either extreme if you are a lazy motherfucker that never gets anything done that's gonna be a problem if you work 24 7 and that's the only gear you have then that's gonna be a problem too From Justin Carreras, who's your favorite Pokemon? I never played Pokemon. I was a little bit too old for that. I think I was like 19 or something when it came out in America. But my wife loves it, so I've learned a little bit about them from like looking over her shoulder. And my favorite Pokemon is Zigzagoon, who she hates. How could anybody hate Zigzagoon? He's so cute. From d I think you overall have good content, but sometimes you come off as an SJW wannabe. You know, I think I'm going to just be a little bit more upfront about what my politics are and what I believe, because I kind of get this from both sides. Some people call me like a bootlicker. Other people call me an SJW. I personally wouldn't call myself either a progressive or conservative. What he's probably talking about is when I have like brought up the fact that I used heteronormative language in a given situation or the times where I mentioned being supportive of trans people. And. And where I think he's wrong about that is being considerate of people who are of another gender or race or sexuality or whatever does not make you an SJW that just makes you like a decent thoughtful human being when I think of SJWs I think of like the super over-the-top nutty tumblr people from like 2014 First time ever anywhere. but if you think it makes me an SJW that I want to make sure people of other races or genders or sexualities or whatever feel like they are included in the content that I talk about, then I guess it makes me an SJW. From Dennis the Villanueva Ennis. Any opinion on Devin Townsend? You once called him the metal gatekeeper's sweetheart, but he actually presents himself as an extraordinarily genuine guy who experiments in many more genres than just metal nowadays. Yeah, I totally agree with that. He is an artist that a lot of those people like, but Devin himself is not like that at all. I don't know him well by any means. I've only interacted with him a couple times, but he's a very, very smart, level-headed, humble guy, obviously extremely talented, I have nothing but good things to say about him. From Chicken Nugget, thoughts on Drain Gang, Young Lean, Blady, Echo 2K, etc. I think they're all super talented and especially in the case of Young Lean, he really invented so much of like the sad boy rap thing and you really never hear about Young Lean anymore. At first I thought he was like some stupid kid that was like so bad he was good but then I realized that actually I was the one who didn't get it and he was a really smart, sophisticated guy who is playing that character, but I hope he sticks around and he definitely deserves more credit than he gets. From Closed Casket Fun, what is your favorite live concert ever? And the top three after that one, thank you for answering. For me, the fun part about shows is not watching the bands. Like, I don't actually really like watching bands very much for whatever reason. What was fun to me is hanging out with my friends. I don't know that I could really point to any one particular show that I enjoyed the most, but like the summer of '98 probably was the most fun for me. Like the Secret Handshake song. I would go to hardcore shows like two, three, four times a week with my friends. Lots of times I wouldn't even pay to go in because I was broke. I would just hang out outside the show and bullshit with people. I think i go hang out with my friends. That was super fun. I guess if I wanted to pick one show, it would maybe be like the Earth Crisis VOD Downset Tour, I think, that came through that year. From ha ha Lost Haha Boys 18 do you like spicy food? If so, what is your preferred hot sauce? I'm an old white guy. Of course I like spicy food. We're like legally obligated to, right? As far as my favorite hot sauce, I don't actually know the name of it, but it's like the Vietnamese chili oil paste. From Molly Jade, which poster clipping on the wall behind you is your favorite? What is the story behind all of them? If you haven't noticed, I actually redid the whole wall with flyers kind of more from my era. The ones before were from the 80s which was before me. This is all like 90s stuff. I just got them all off the internet, but I did pick flyers of bands that meant something to me. I've seen pretty much every band on this wall here. If there is one that means the most to me, I don't know if you guys can see it, but it's the spaz one because that was like my favorite band when I was in high school. From Juno Profile, are you excited about the new Seattle Kraken hockey team? No, because I don't watch hockey, but I am excited to see how many 20-something white hardcore guys enter their hockey phase now. From Icarus, I don't know if you've answered this, but what video games are you into? I really like, I guess you would call like simulation games like Factorio or maybe not simulations, but like Terraria Kingdom, that kind of thing, like survival construction kind of games. Slay the Spire. There's an iOS card game I like called Shadowverse. I used to like JRPGs a lot, but now I just kind of can't really play them. They just feel kind of dated to me. All right, my friends, that does it for this episode of Viewer Comments. Again, thank you very much to everybody who comments. I read all of them and I sincerely appreciate it. Before I let you go, I wanted to mention the Punk Rock NBA podcast. New episode every week. Some great ones coming up soon. There's a link to that in the description. And also, I wanted to thank everyone who supports us on Patreon, especially those of you who support the True Cult level or above. It is because of your support that we're able to do a lot of things, but especially the podcast. It's because of you guys that is able to hire Deanna our producer and editor who is the brains of this whole thing that makes it all run she's amazing and it's because of you guys that I was able to hire her so thank you very much if you would like to support on Patreon you can do that at the link in the description and with that out of the way I'm going to sign off for now but I will see you next time All right, my friends, that does it for this episode of the podcast. If you made it this far, thank you. Thank you for listening. We sincerely appreciate each and every one of you. If you want to help the show, there's a couple things that you can do. First of all, share it on social media. If you share it, tag us, tag Finn McKenty, that's me, and tag Deanna Chapman, that's a producer.